Uh, like the new Pokemon games, well, not really new, but remake of the Pokemon game comes out well tomorrow. But I'm going to pick it up at been at 11 at GameStop tonight because hooray, they're releasing it early. And then I go home tomorrow for a week, and fun times. I'm very excited. I just I, I want to go home. I want to hug my mom. I want to hug my dad. I'm excited. Yeah, Thanksgiving break is coming up here on the Missouri campus. Uh, it should it'll be a full week off of classes. For me, my classes today either were moved online or were called off for the day uh, because it, it seems like everybody's in that Thanksgiving mindset at, at this point in the week. Uh, I know I am for sure. Getting ready for some Thanksgiving football. We've got a lot of football this weekend as well. And we've had some fun sports storylines <laughs> recently, Adam, and I think that's another reason that I'm in a good mood because we have a whole lot to talk about today. Uh, we'll talk some baseball because the Major League Baseball Awards uh, MVP is going to be announced today. Cy Young and Manager yeah, of the Year were won. announced yesterday. We'll finally figure out how many votes Shohei Otani got, how many votes uh, points Shohei Otani Sh- won by. Should be unanimous, in my opinion, of I agree. what he won. I would be surprised so if should Gabe, Kap- Gabe Kapler should have been unanimous, but he wasn't because one writer had him at second, which is ridiculous. One writer had him completely but it's not off even their ballot. Exactly, which is even more ridiculous. Like, with all due respect, there is no sing, there is no argument you can possibly make that could put Gabe Kapler not in top, not a one. So let's there's run, none. There's literally zero arguments. Let's run through this a little bit of Gabe Kapler's season. So Gabe Kapler came over to the Giants from the Phillies and after last uh, at, for last year was his first year. Last year was his first year, correct? And this year, the San Francisco Giants overperformed expectations. I mean, basically to the moon. This was not supposed to be a team that even made the playoffs. To the moon. To the moon. And like, uh, like uh, Elon Musk says. Exactly. Doge to the moon. And this was a team that I, they weren't supposed to make the playoffs this season. They weren't supposed to be. They were supposed to be around five hundred, is where most expectations were, if even that. And this season, the San Francisco Giants won 107 games in the regular season, won the division over the Los Angeles Dodgers, who were odds-on favorites going into the year. They performed in clutch time, and Gabe Kapler, as the manager, inspired that team is what most people are going to think because his team overperformed expectations, and that's why he won manager of the year. But as you were saying, Adam, there was one writer who, who kept it from, or two writers, I guess, who kept it from being a unanimous vote. And one of those writers completely left him off their ballot. It doesn't make sense. It, it, There's no way. You can't make an argument for that. Right, Hal? <laughs> you just can't make an argument for it. Like, <laughs> our, our, our good friend and KCU viewer, Hal, is listening. So. He, he's outside the studio right he's now. We did this to Luca last week, and now we're doing it to Hal this week. What's up, Hal? How you doing? He's waving. He's got his San Jose He's, shirt, a, he's shirt a little on. upset because... Um, Carlos Correa called out Derek Jeter, which is awesome. I did see that. He's now giving the thumbs down. I, I mean, here's the thing. Derek Jeter is an all-time great, but he's a terrible defender. That's just the facts. Statistics show it. People don't like Carlos Correa because of the cheating scandal in Houston, uh, which is understandable, and I'm in the same boat that I am a little on the downside of Carlos Correa because of that cheating scandal. Uh, but have you seen the meme on Twitter? where it's a headline, I think it's from The Onion, I'm not exactly sure where it's from, where it says, the uh, terrible news, the worst person you know just made a great point, and it was Carlos Correa talking about Derek Jeter's defense, and somebody put that up there, that terrible, the worst person you know uh, just made a great point. I love that so much. 
And let's look back at this voting, though. Hal uh, is a little upset about Carlos Correa, but I'm a little upset that somebody left Dave Kapler <laughs> off their ballot. I, it, it actually drove me nuts last night. It was Mitch. Or two nights ago, I should say. So, so these ballots are public. So with all, I, I don't the writers know to, what they're getting into. I don't want to be mean to the writer, but it was somebody. a terrible job done. Mitch there. Stacy of the Associated Press uh, left Kapler off to his ballot. First was Schilt. Second was Council. Third was Snicker for him, and Schilt was the manager of the Cardinals. The longer, it's interesting that he was the top there. He definitely got some votes because well, the Cardinals outperformed expectations, too, and made a really. great run. They, they made under, a great run at they the end. Under they underperformed at first, the but then overperformed season. at the end. They underperformed the entire season. And, yes, they had injuries, but they underperformed. <clears throat> Gabe K- like Mike Schilt was not a top three manager in baseball this year. I mean, in the NL. I'm sorry. 17 I would disagree. Sh- How? What are the like? They underperformed all year. So Craig Council is better, and so is Brian Snitker. I don't. And Gabe Kapler to given. The underperforming at first isn't an issue for me with the manager. Why not? They he underperformed for all every single month until September. What I think is more impressive is is that his team was basically out of it for the f- back half of the season, and then they still played inspired baseball. And went on a huge winning which streak to get them back in it. The, which coincided with two other teams, three other teams in the NL wild card race, deciding to forget how to play baseball. And that's for not an his entire fault. month. Well, it also coincided with that. If they, like, I'm sorry, <clears throat> it just well, no. he's fired. He so wasn't it doesn't make three, a difference. He anymore. wasn't the top three manager in the NL. Brian Snicker was better. Brian Snicker dealt with his best player getting hurt, and his team being. His out the entire outfield being rebuilt in one one month in literally a day. Do you think Mitch Stacy was just trying to make a point in I, that vote? Well, I think I maybe it's bias because he put he wrote for a team in the he's a central writer. Yes, and he's, I think that's the, the thing. Cincinnati I think Jeremy, Fra- my buddy Jeremy Frank, congratulations to him on getting a job with the Astros next summer. Actually, that's really cool. Um. <laughs> He's been on our show before. I'm be random Love stats Jeremy. on Twitter. Great man. He said writer. He was talking about with this with the Cy Young, saying Burns got eight of the ten first place votes from Central writers, right? And he said writers think the pitcher they they saw. Sorry, I my, need a little water. Uh, saw that they, they saw with their own eyes was the best, and a lot of time it really shows in the results, and that's true. Especially with the at least with the NL man. Um, uh, at least in the Cy Young. <clears throat> it, it's just if you watch them the most, that you're going to have a little bit of bias. That's fair, 100%. That's one of the reasons why most of the NL Central voters, as you were saying, voted for Corbin Burns over Zach Wheeler for the Cy Young. That was the closest race so far that we've seen out of the awards. I'm assuming National League MVP well, will I be think, nearly yeah. as close, but th- this that was by far the closest race. The only so one far. that's going to, I mean, the uh, what was it? The rookie year was pretty close in the AL. 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 In the AL. <laughs> in the AL. What about those Cubs? Actually, never mind. Picking up some votes. I know you were a big Patrick Wisdom fan in terms of rookie. Until he decided to uh, forget how to play, hit a baseball for a month and a half. Learning curve might have caught up to him there. Yeah. That tends Mm, to be how it goes. Pretty sure his OPS dropped by 150 points. Then Frank Schwindel came aboard for the Chicago Cubs. But two months. I mean, NL NL rookie there was clearly Jonathan India. He deserved every vote he got. It's interesting that one voter who didn't vote for him, the only person who didn't have him on their ballot, for first place, I mean, was a Cincinnati writer as well. 
Interesting. He Cincinnati put has some interesting or opinions. Trevor Tyler, nice. My can I English right? Maybe. Um, you got it, Adam. You got it. What what am I doing? Trevor Rodgers. Yes, I always forget. Mix him up with Tyler. I don't know why. Yes, that makes sense to me. He should probably, but I, I don't know. He he. I, I think his tweet actually. He said once he saw the ballots. Once he saw. That he was there, it was a twenty-nine to one vote. He said, "Oh, my night's gonna suck," <laughs> which is fair. That's unfortunate. What if you go in <clears throat> straight up opinion, a little bit different than everybody else's, and then yeah, you're you're gonna get torn His up. His night's by gonna be ruined. His night was the ruined. Twitter hounds. Yeah, no, that's just not gonna happen for you there. Now here's my thing about the Corbin Burns attack Wheeler race. <clears throat> I gotta go find the tweet. It was Jeff Passon retweeted from Nick Pollock. I don't know who that is exactly. Might have been a voter. I don't think so, though. Anyways, <clears throat> he said, Zach, so Corbin Burns won. <clears throat> and this is not, I'm not going to say that Corbin Burns didn't deserve it. Corbin Burns deserved to win. I just don't think he deserved to win as much as Zach Wheeler. Now, Zach Wheeler's ERA was 273 versus 243. Zach Wheeler pitched 213 in the third innings versus 167. He got 139 more outs than Zach than Corbin Burns, and yes, Corbin Burns. <clears throat> obviously, it's because Zach Wheeler had to take a lot. He had to put on a lot more work because the bullpen for the Phillies is is um to put it nicely, it's bad. It's really bad. It's just just it's just really bad. Uh, that's the best I can say it. But to me, I just. I don't I don't know. I think Wheeler deserved it more. I do. I, I think volume matters a lot. He he threw twenty seven percent more innings with an ERA only twelve percent worse than Corbin Burns. So And he did more for his team he did more for his team. He had to do more for his team than Corbin Burns. And they, and they both deserved it. I just think I would have taken the guy who did a lot more, who was who was needed more. So Corbin Burns was an ace on a playoff team? Absolutely. That does not matter, though. The it matters a the, little no, bit. No, it doesn't. The playoff, te- playoff team does not matter. Jeremy not Frank, who we talked about earlier, MLB Random Our Stats, guy. has been on the show before. Friend of the show. Tweeted out that if Corbin Burns pitched an additional 46.1 innings with a 4.10 ERA and just 13 strikeouts, that he would have had the same exact stat line as Zach Wheeler. So are you telling me, and this was... Jeremy's argument that the volume doesn't matter as much because Burns was that much better in less volume. He would have had to have a 4.1 ERA in the amount of innings pitched that Zach Wheeler had pitched more than. You, you kind of get what I'm saying here? Yeah, in the I difference. get it, but I think the v- <coughs> volume matters a lot. I think it's fair. And I, do I also don't think playoff team matters. It shouldn't. Like, it's not the pitcher's fault that the play- team doesn't make the playoffs. It's not Shelly Otani's fault the team stinks. That's fair. Like, in that case, should we have given um, Dylan Carlson rookie of the year because the Cardinals were in the playoffs or in the wild card game? Should we have given it to <clears> – should we have given – who else? Should we have given uh, Cy Young to Garrett Cole because his team made the playoffs? Should we give the MVP to – should Brandon Crawford have been a finalist and won MVP over whoever wins it I, because I think, of his team made the playoffs? I think the best comparison is Julio Urias who – 
wasn't even in contention for yeah, the Cy he, Young. He only won 20. He won 20 games. He won 20 whatever. games. Who cares? I know, which is insane. And it doesn't I, matter. I, I agree with you. It doesn't matter at this point in the it, knowledge we have surrounding baseball. But if you look at how it used to be evaluated, winning 20 games would have won Cy Young. Julio Urias would have won Cy Young. Which is ridiculous. Maybe even just five, ten years ago. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> maybe five years ago, probably because when Rick Porcello won over Justin Verlander, that was terrible. If we, I'm going to go back to that, actually, because it, it was also the greatest tweet of all time from his, was it, well, I'm not going to repeat his uh, wife, Kate Upton's tweet, because that's not very, it's not, it's not very, G-rated. it's not very air, uh, on-air friendly, but it's really funny. You should all look it up, actually, I, whatever. It's really funny. Don't look it up, kids, please. Uh, look at you, Adam. I'm, what an influence. I'm an influencer, what can I say? <laughs> All right. I will look up this Ben Verlander tweet. By the way, Ben Verlander, uh, nice. Uh, I guess I, I think I could trust that source when he says Justin Verlander's staying with Houston. What are your thoughts on Justin Verlander next year? Is he a big difference maker? He's coming off a of Tommy John surgery. I don't He's know. Older. I, I think it's a lot of money to pay a pitcher, but because the market's so screwed over right now, yeah. I, it's early, too. I'm surprised that that free agent signing went down well, at this point. The with funny the thing CBA is that Ben Verlander tweeted it saying he's going back and I'm like, someone said, so what's your source as a joke? Because it's his brother and someone said the family group chat. <laughs> it's probably like a snap streak. It's like, hey, streaks, I'm going back to Houston. Nice. Yep. That's pretty funny, actually. All right, Adam. Should we send it to a quick break? Yes, while I look for this tweet. All right. He's going to look for this tweet. We're going to take a quick break. We will be back in just a moment here. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.0. One FM, do not go anywhere. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The station design with a student voice in mind. KCOU-FM. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Hey, shady baby, I'm hot, like the prodigal sun. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack McGrath sitting across from Adam Rose, and we're talking baseball at the moment. MVP voting comes out tonight. We find out who the National League MVP is and the AL MVP, even though if we it don't was, already know. Even though the voters decided it a month and a half ago. Basically. Actually, almost two months ago now. And it's still ridiculous. we were discussing a little bit. From five years ago. The Cy Young race, and we were discussing. the AL. We were discussing a little bit <laughs> about the MVP race, and Adam has a tweet for us uh, going back this a little is, bit. Yeah, this is what we were talking about when you were saying Julio Urias won 20 games and why that could have mattered 20, five year, even five years ago. So it's 2016. Uh, this is Ben Verlander's tweet, and yes, he's his brother, so he's a little biased, but he's right here. He says, how are you kidding me? Most first place votes and doesn't win because... Let, let's look at this. The stats here. Rick Porcello won 22-4. and four. It's a pretty good on record. A, I believe on the Red Sox, who were really good in 2016. Uh, I believe you're correct, pretty yes. Sure. Yes, that was David Ortiz's final year, so they were actually really good. He had a 315 ERA, 189 strikeouts, a 101 whip, 2.230 batting average against, whatever. Uh, war, 5.2, 223 innings, whatever. His run support... Among, I believe, the top six was 7.63 runs per game. 7.63 runs per game. And games with two earned runs or fewer, he had 16. Verlander, 16-9 and nine on, the, on a bad Tigers team. 304 ERA, 254 strikeouts, a one whip of just one, .207 average against, 227 and two-third innings, a 5.2 war as well. His run support was only 4.35. Think about that. Two complete games. 23 games with two earned runs or fewer. What would you have taken? Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Looking back at it, you probably take Verlander. It's clearly Verlander. It's not even close. I'm just going to throw this out there. Because I love to talk about it so much. The poor 2014 Detroit Tigers. Oh, man. That might be the best team ever to not win a World Series. Lost the AL Division Series. Got swept by the Baltimore Orioles that year. Let's take a look at their rotation. And looking back at it, just how crazy good it was. That's definitely the greatest team to never win a World Series. I I, I think you could argue that. Look at the pitching rotation. They have five Cy Young winners now. Max Scherzer, Cy Young winner. Justin Verlander. Cy Young. Cy Young. Rick Porcello, future Cy Young winner. Bogus David Cy Price. Winner. I don't believe he won a Cy Young. Did he? Did David I, Price ever win a Cy Young? David Price did win a Cy Young, yes. Oh, he did when? Am I forgetting? I know he probably... Okay, I'm just forgetting when. He I'm won the Cy Young in 2012. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah when that's he was right. with the Rays. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. He actually came in second in Cy Young award voting and an MVP... Or ninth <laughs> in MVP voting in 2015. When he was with, and second in 2012, 2010. So yeah, I, I knew he was great. I mean, he's obviously one of the a great pitcher. I just didn't know he won a Cy Young before. Robbie Ray was on that team coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, he started six games for them. He's a Cy Young Award winner now. He didn't really come on until this year though, so that's a little bit fair. And they had Drew Smiley too, who isn't anything fantastic, but that's a quality pitcher who won a World Series this season. That pitching staff, I mean, we talk about... You also have one, two, three, four, five, and I believe six different World Series winners. 
started in that rotation. I believe David Price technically, yes, he won a World Series in 2018. And technically, he wasn't on the roster last year. Not even to mention, they had Anibal Sanchez. Who won 2019. Who in 2013 uh, was had, was the American League ERA leader with a 2.5. I want, I want to redo the lineup, too. Miguel Cabrera. Who was in triple crown contention pretty perennially at that yeah, time of 2013 his career. 2013 is when he won it. He was just uh, Ian Kinsler, uh, Mizzou legend, by the way. Do believe he went here. Uh, yes, he did. Uh, Torrey Hunter, Austin Jackson, who people don't remember. He was an amazing hitter, but his defense has always been really good. Victor Martinez, uh, J.D. Martinez. Nick Castellanos, who was young, so he wasn't really that great yet. Andrew Romine. Meh. Alex Avila, who I'm pretty sure it's, he's a solid defender. Yeah, you also have Eugenio Suarez on the bench. Really young Eugenio Suarez, who he wasn't really good at at all. Well, that 2013 team. You also have Alex Gonzalez, who, uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's not the one I'm thinking of. Well, you look at the 2013 team, too. And they also had Prince Fielder uh, on that ball club as well. That Tigers team is the biggest what if. Which is unfortunate. They lost in the Sad playoffs. for Detroit. So many times. You know who else lost in the you know who You know what? You know what else is a great what if team? Like every Yankees team the past 10 years. Wow. Look at Hal out there. Hal's probably really upset now. I hope you heard that. Adam's roasting the Yankees on call the. He's giving me the death stare. Let's go. We're going to see a fight on the radio. Hey, can you see a fight that's on the radio? We'll make it work, Adam. <laughs> Just go with it, all right? Roll with it. Go roll with, with the punches because you're going to need to roll with the punches from Hal because he's coming at you, man. Scary. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Hal's just shaking his head at this point. He wants nothing to do with SME. it. Just kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Okay. So looking back at that Tigers team, they just had another Cy Young winner last night added to that 2014 roster, has there ever been that many Cy Young Award winners nope. on a single roster? I don't roster? believe so. I think Jeremy Frank tweeted that last night, too. Scherzer, Porcello, Verlander, guy. Robbie Ray. Poor 2014 Tigers. Didn't win at all. Looking back at it, we talk about the Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox rotations, or we talk about the Dodgers rotation from this year. That Tigers rotation, it was up there. It, it was one of the best as well. Just could not get it done in the playoffs. Well, they ran into a, the, a Giants team in 2012. And in 2013, and they, ran they ran into, into a Red, Red Sox, Sox who team. Were hot. I don't even know who they ran into in 2014. The Orioles in the Divisional Series. They got swept. That's that's the one that you look back on. Well, I mean, the like, Orioles oh. were good. You're forgetting. I don't think you're forgetting. I don't, you know, I don't know if you remember. The Orioles were really good. Yeah. Come on. I think that was when Jay... Was that J.J. Hardy who was that? Was that Chris? I believe that might have been the year Chris Davis had 56 home runs. Or something. You're right. Probably I love Chris right. Davis. Respect Chris Davis, everybody. I'm looking up Chris Davis. I love him. Adam so MVP for picks him. for tonight. I'm going Bryce Harper Shohei and Shohei Otani. It won't even be close. I would not be surprised if Shohei's unanimous. He should. No, be 2013 unanimous. is when he had 53 home runs. 2014, he actually had 26, but like still. That's going to be the big one tonight. Is we were talking earlier how writers are taking flack when they're not the when they're like the sole voter to stop somebody from being unanimous, like Corbin Burns. Like was the one dude who had like, I, who didn't have like Jeter or Derek Griffey on his ballot. If somebody doesn't have Otani, 
They are going to be ripped to shreds. They might want to run. I'd be. I, um, I, Otani is the obvious choice, and I get everybody it. Everybody knows it. Every other year, Vlad would. Vlad deserves to win MVP, just not over Shohei. So this is why I've been jokingly saying we should put uh, Vlad in the uh, NL just for just for MVP purposes this year. Just double up them. Yeah, I agree. Who cares? Yeah, Shohei Otani's odds right now to win MVP are just so ridiculous. He's mi- minus 10,000 at the end of the regular season with Shohei Otani's odds to win the MVP, which is quite crazy because you'd have to bet a lot of money to win a little bit of money if you're betting on Shohei Otani. Moving on, Adam, because we got to talk some basketball too today. Can't talk all baseball. The offseason. The Bulls are fun to watch. The Bulls are fun to watch. I was actually going to hit on college basketball. But that too. Yeah, college basketball. The Gavit tip-off games were this weekend. Big 10. What a nightmare they had. I know you're an Illinois guy. My dad went to Marquette, so I'm a Marquette guy. That's fine. No, I mean, Miller, I was pretty happy with Marquette that played a great game. I mean, well, neither team really played great. Just Marquette battled harder. I know that's like the oldest thing in the book, the grit. We love the grit. The Big East grit. But no, I mean, the Big East is an absolutely underrated conference. It always, I feel like it always has been because everyone's like, oh, it's Villanova. Like, whatever. It's but no, not just there's Villanova. A, there's a lot of really good teams. Creighton's usually pretty good. Satan Hall's really good. Marquette's got some talent. Well, DePaul's kind of sad. Um, I don't think any conference plays better defense than No, I the agree. Big East. And they forced Illinois to play really sloppy. Andre Corbello, that was horrible. I mean, you cannot try and play. He was trying to play way too much hero ball, and it was really, it was bad. It was I, bad. It was just really bad. I mean, when you're trying to play hero ball, you're going to turn the ball over. He turned the ball over seven times. It's inexcusable. And again, Illinois had a lot of sh- Illinois had a ton of rebounds. They should have. If, if Illinois had Kofi Coburn, that probably would not have been a game. They dominate Marquette because but, but Marquette is Kirk Watt is their big man down low, and he's skinny. He's he's fine. He gets the but job he's not done, touch, but he's not, he's touch, not stuffing Kofi. He's not stuffing Kofi, and he's not Even then, defending him. Illinois had a ton of rebounds anyways. They still got a lot of re- they They crushed them in rebounds. They were getting onto the glass all the, the whole game. But the problem is you got to make your shots, and you cannot play sloppy. They were sloppy the whole game. Andre Corbello, a lot of the passes he was trying to make were just hero. It's hero ball. You don't need to do that. Like, I like Corbello. He's really young. He's really talented. He's going to be a very good player for this Illinois team. He was last year. But I think he's got to learn to be a lot. I mean, he's a self, not a selfish player, but he's got to learn to take care of the ball, be a lot better in terms of just, like, not trying to play hero ball, not trying to do too much. And he's also got to learn how to score a little bit better. I'd like to see my guards scoring more. And Trent Frazier was fantastic. I mean, he kept hitting da- threes that I kept saying, oh, dagger. But no. You know what else? You know what's an even worse loss? Michigan at home. I was surprised by that one. They blew a double-digit lead and lost at home. That was ugly. And again, this, again, credit to the Big Ten, Big Ten, the Big East. The Big East has always been a really good conference. I've always enjoyed watching the Big East. At least, uh, in re- especially in recent years, my friend has gotten me onto watching them, especially because he's a DePaul guy. But no, I mean, well, DePaul's a sad, sad story. With that, that basketball team is terrible. Uh, the last few years, but I mean. Villain, you don't just have, everyone thinks it's just Villanova. It's not. You have a lot of talent that a lot of talent in that conference. Villanova's yes, they're the cream of the crop. They're the best team in the in the best team in the conference. But they're still a deep conference. And I don't want people to think the Big Ten's bad though. The Big Ten is still the to me is the most fun conference to watch in basketball because 
They always have a lot of teams make the tournament, and sure, sometimes a lot of the time last year they kind of all got stomped out quickly. But whatever. Over the re- there is n- the Big Ten in the regular season is fun to watch, especially in conference play because they all just it's basically like it's going to sound really weird, but it's basically like cannibalism. They're just eating each other alive. They're just destroying each other in conference play. It's it's awesome to watch. I love Big Ten basketball. Big Ten basketball. Everyone, it's always just compet. It's always competitive. I like Big East basketball a lot more. N- that's fair. Maybe no, it's I, my bias because are, I, I like the defensive battle. Those are two of my. Those are my two favorite conferences to watch. Looking at the Gavit tip-off games, the Big East has actually never won the Gavit tip-off games. There's been a lot of ties. 2015 tie. 2016, four to four tie. There's eight games each year. 2017, four to four tie between the Big East and the Big Ten. 2018, 2019, Big Ten took the title, winning five to three. Big East has a chance to defeat the Big Ten for the first time ever tonight. You have DePaul and Rutgers. That's at 8:30, 6:30. Xavier at Ohio State. That's, that's the game so I that's want. That's the one to I want to watch. That is a I'm, fun game again, tonight. Big, but these are my two favorite conferences to watch because they're always really talented. And Michigan, actually, I want to ask you: Who do you think is the best coach in the nation right now? Best coach in the nation? I still think it's Jay Wright, probably. Correct. Out of Villanova. I agree. Jay Wright has always been the best. Has been the best coach in college basketball for a while now. I would. I would put John Howard close to them. There though. I think, I think Howard's John up Howard's there. a phenomenal coach. Like what he's done at Michigan is incredible. I don't think you can knock Calipari. No, I agree. Calipari's a great coach. Co- coach K is a great coach. Um, obviously, he's gone after this year. Yeah, he's on his way. Uh, Beheim, great coach. Beheim's up there. They for me always too. get to March, and whenever they're in March, and they're dangerous because of the two-three zone. Exactly, it's their defense. I think former Bill Big Se- East. I, I still team. think Bill Self's a fantastic coach. I know it's a lot of time they can't get it done in March, but they're always there. They're always they're always a team that you can expect to do stuff, do well. I actually like, and I'm not going to say Brad Underwood's a top ten coach. I don't think so. I think he's a top twenty. I think he's a really good coach. Maybe top twenty, top twenty-five. I think he's a great coach. But, I mean, the college basketball is so fun. I love college basketball. It's the best. Missouri so plays tonight. Mm. Oh, good. Whatever. Versus Northern Illinois. I'm the call. That game's going to be on at 7 p.m. pregame Meh. starting at 6.30 on KCLU 88.1 FM. I'll be at the call out at the game with Joshua Schumann. Tune They're playing Northern in. Illinois. After a loss to UMKC, which just was not, not the Kinda best funny. game. It's pretty funny. Losing to... The ki- okay, the kangaroos is an elite mascot. That is an awesome mascot. That's the, my dad and I were talking about that years ago when my brother went to camp. Well, my brother, I think my brother when when we found out about that because my brother, well, Wald, I think <clears throat> when they were moving my brother into Kansas his freshman year, they drove by it and they saw kangaroos and like no way. That's an unbelievable name for a school mascot. So now we love them. It would be cool to just get a jersey with a kangaroo on it. I think that would be pretty cool to wear around. I think it'd be, it'd be sick. I want to see a kangaroo wear a jersey. That means you have hops. means you can dunk. What? That's terrible. That was pretty good. Adam's disgusted by my puns right now. It's not even a pun. It's just how it is. You have hops if you're a kangaroo. It makes sense. Hal's looking at us weirdly. <laughs> what? Whatever, Hal. Whatever, Hal. Moving on. <laughs> Any more college basketball you want to talk here, Adam, or should we move on to the NFL? About, okay, I'm going to say this really quickly. In order for me to believe in Gonzaga ever, they need to play road game. They're fi- I think they are going on the road to play Duke this year, finally. They're not being afraid. They're not going to act all scared to play another great team on the road. But 
I'm sorry. They cannot. They're not going to earn my respect until they actually play a ton of games on the road. Good teams on the road. Like bringing Texas to your place. Really? Fine. Go on the road. Go on the road and play great teams. Go on the road and play Michigan. Go on the road and play Duke. Go on the road and play Kentucky. Go on the road and play Kansas. Go on the road and play Carolina. Go on the road and play, I don't know, give me a random other school. That's good. Uh, UCLA. Villanova. Illinois. Anybody. Michigan. I already said Michigan. Ohio State. Good. Go on the road and play one. Then you can prove, then you'll prove something to me. And beat them. Or play well. Otherwise... They're gonna get. They're not gonna win a, a, a national championship. I'm sorry, and I guess that's some people are gonna be like. I disagree that's a weak with team. that. Why? Why do they need to play somebody this? Because they need the to season? prove that they they need to get actual competition on the road and see what it's like. They got demolished in the national championship the last year because Baylor's just much better. It's fair. It's understandable. I can see why you think that. But they play good teams in the tournament each year, and they still they got to the national championship last year. And what happened? They got, they got embarrassed. Maybe they need a big game. Play on the road. They're still going to make the tournament no matter what. And that's the goal. Just got to make it. Seeding so really doesn't matter that much. It matters a little bit once you get there. Realistically, you just got to make the tournament. Though, being a one seed helps out, though, for Gonzaga. And if they can go undefeated, it's going to help out a whole lot. Let's talk about some football. Adam. College or basketball? NFL. I was thinking NFL, but we can talk college if you want to talk college. How about we kick it to a quick break before we go into the NFL football, though? This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM, and we are going to be right back. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire, and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. How was your day? Fine. Did you learn anything new? No. Anything I should know? No. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens. Use Connect With Me activity cards to deepen your conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack McGrath sitting across from Adam Rosen, and we're going to be talking some football as we close out the show here. We talked baseball. We talked basketball. We're going to hit a trifecta here 
with some NFL football because the Patriots and Falcons go up against each other tonight. 23. Sorry, I had to get it out. Falcons fans are not going to be happy with you, but I, I think exi- this is. Are going there to any be- Falcons fans here? I don't know. I know uh, we have One fellow Case, fellow Casey or Lucas Owens, and I believe Chris Farblin. I still don't fellow understand Luke. that. One. I understand Chris because he's from Georgia, but or Florida area, I think actually. But either way, is it Will Nolte? Is he a Falcons fan? Oh too? yeah, he's Will. from Atlanta. Fellow, fellow Casey or program director Will Nolte. He's from Georgia. Lucas, I don't know why you're. Uh, I mean, they get it because the Niners don't actually play in, Ca- uh, in San Fran. He said or the Niners are about a thirty-minute drive from. But I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It, I don't really care. Whatever roofer you want, unless it's the Packers, then I'll question you. I had a friend in grade <coughs> school who rooted for the Jaguars because he thought Jaguars were cool. My brother likes the Jaguars. Has a second. T- My brother has a soft spot for the Jaguars. The issue with him rooting like, for the Jaguars soft- was. The Jaguars' best player was Maurice Jones-Drew, and that was when the Jaguars were going like one and fifteen, zero and sixteen, and weren't any good. The one team I have two soft, I have a te- soft spot for two teams. Who? Can you guess? So for NFL teams, yes, a soft spot for two other teams. Like um, I'm not a fan of them, but I root for them. Like it's like, hey, I want them to do well. I'm gonna go with Seattle. Nope. AFC. Cle- AFC. Not Cleveland. Uh, I think you were about to say Cleveland. Pittsburgh. Ew. I don't know. Tennessee. Why? I I have really recently in the last month or so become really good friends with a lot of uh, friendly and friends with a lot of Titans Twitter. I love Titans Twitter. God bless Titans Twitter. Twi- Titans Twitter is great. You, you guys are awesome. You guys are so passionate about your team. You guys know a lot. And you guys are just really fun to talk to. I enjoy you guys. Um... So, shout out to all of Titans Twitter. Titans Twitter rules. I also like the Chargers because I've always loved Vincent Jackson. May he rest in peace. Um, uh, I loved Antonio Gates, LaDainian Tomlinson, Phillip Rivers. Also, Chargers uniforms are awesome. So Also, big Justin Jackson guy. Justin Herbert's guy. Awesome. Love Keenan Allen. Love Rashawn Slater. This is similar to how I have a soft spot for Texas Tech. I actually do. I actually like... I'm annoyed at Texas Tech because they left uh, DeAndre Hunter open wide in the corner in a national championship game. <laughs> Still mad. You know you know why I have a soft spot for Texas Tech? So, you know the game Clash of Clans? Oh, it's no. A game what? on your phone. I used to play it. Game on your phone, and it was all the rage in, like, 7th and 8th grade, right? I think so I still have it on you my join, phone. In the game, you join different clans with other people who play the game, and no, I do not. You, you have your little I base don't. with your armies and stuff like that, and you build up your town halls. And I, was... I joined a clan that had basically what it was, was my friend's dad was a Texas Tech alumni. So my friend joined the same Clash of Clans clan as his dad, which was all Texas Tech alumni. And I said, hey, which one are you in? And he said, I'm in the Texas Tech alumni clan. And I said, sweet, can I join? So I'm in like seventh grade, and I'm playing Clash of Clans with just a bunch of Texas Tech alumni who were also playing Clash of Clans. So it was me and my friend who are in eighth grade and a bunch of Texas Tech alumni who are much older than we are. Just playing Clash of Clans on the same team. So for that reason, I have a soft spot for Texas Tech because I had to become knowledgeable. I talk about the school. I, wait, what Clans. town hall were you? I am a town hall nine. I was a town hall ten. Oh, you're better than me. No, I rushed. Oh, okay. Badly. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't rush your town hall. You got to build up your base first. Yeah, but I didn't want to. That was that game ruined friendships. In no, what, you know what ruined friendship? Mario Party 8. 
I threw my when I was younger, my brother and I were playing Mario Party Eight on the um, which which was it, the Koopa Hotel one? Yeah, Koopa Hotels. Uh, where you had to like invest in the hotels and get stars. I got so mad because he invested in mine on the one of the later turns and he beat me. So I got so upset about it and I okay. Keep in mind before you judge me, I was like nine, seven or eight or nine. Nope. Too old for that. Right, sh- sh- shut up, Jack. <laughs> I didn't ask you. Um, I threw his PS, uh, PSP against the wall and it broke. Oh, no. And again, Adam. I was a kid, okay? I was like, <laughs> hell's looking to be like, what's wrong with you? And you know what? I have to say that a lot of things, but we don't talk about those. Uh, I was, you know what? I was a kid. Give me a break. I was really, ki- I was really little. I was mad. And I had, I had issues. <laughs> I had issues. You ever accidentally throw the Wii controller just because you didn't have, like, the little armband on? Yes, and that's why I always wear my wrist straps even when I play. I always wear the wrist strap when, when I'm playing play, Wii. Especially when I'm playing on the Switch now and I'm playing Mario Galaxy on my Switch. So Does the Switch have, like, motion controls like the Wii? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm Mario Galaxy. Play Mario. Cool. But, yeah, love it. Right, oh, I'm we so got excited. off track. We were talking NFL football, I think. I don't know how that. How did we get from NFL football to Mar to because we had saw talking about soft spot. No, Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans. We want teams, soft spots, Clash of Clans, video games, ruining Mario, friendships. ruining friendships, Mario Party Eight, Mario Party Eight, Mario Party Eight, remotes, Nintendo. Switch. You know what else ruins friendships? Lego Star Wars because that is the most stressful game thing of all time. Nothing more stressful than Lego Star Wars. Nothing more stressful than Lego Star you ever Wars. The po- okay, you, you know, heard I'm it here stay first, off topic ladies and a, a little bit more. You ever played the mo- the pod? Ra- if you've ever played the original like, Lego Star Wars from like the movies one to three, or like the pod racing ep- vid- uh, mission, that is the hardest mission ever. I I hate that mission. They nerfed it to make it a lot easier recently, but <clears throat> oh my gosh, it's awful. Genuinely horrific, horrifically difficult. I still can't beat it. My mom was laughing as I got super mad about it. We were doing it in lockdown, and my mom was, like, laughing because I was getting mad about it. I'm like, you know what, Mom? You do it. You beat it. And she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, go. And she got mad, and I'm like, ha. See how it feels, Mom. Yeah. All right. Let's talk football because we need to talk about what the people want to hear. And the people want to hear about the New England Patriots and Atlanta Falcons. I'm, like, 30% sure that's what people want to hear about. So, Patriots. Falcons, Patriots favored by seven going into this game. They are hot right now, but they go on the road to Atlanta. It's Thursday night football. Anything can happen on Thursday night football. And there's been a lot of interesting games, to say the least, on Thursday night. They've been scrappy. They haven't been the best of football games. And they always turn out to be a little bit wild. Close, coming down to last possessions. Would not be surprised if we see the same today. My question for you, Adam Rosen, is can Mac Jones lead the Patriots to a Super Bowl at this point. Right now, no. They're 6-4. and four. Uh, They're one not. of the hottest teams in the Eventually. AFC. I don't think this year. I think it's too much to ask a rookie to do that. Where, what do you think the Patriots' ceiling is this year? I think they can make the AFC Championship divisional round. And then lose to the Bills or Chiefs or whoever they get in that. Titans. Titans. The best team in the AFC. If Derrick Henry comes back, I would agree that the Titans I mean, are the favorite. They've been injured all year, and they're still the best team in the AFC. Julio Jones is on the IR now. A.J. Brown's been in and out, and then Derrick Henry's been hurt. Hopefully Derrick Henry, fingers crossed, can come back for the playoffs. That would be such a fun team to watch if they do, if he does. New England Patriots defense has been pretty phenomenal, though. I just saw something that said Chris Taylor maybe would be a good fit for the Cardinals. No, gross, 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 gross. New England... (laughs) 
That would make me sick. <laughs> the Patriots beat the Browns 45-7 to last week. 45-7! to The Browns are a playoff team, ladies and gentlemen. I said ladies and gentlemen a lot today. I Do we believe in the Browns? Do we think Baker Mayfield's their quarterback? I have been kind of out on Baker Mayfield for a while. I don't he feels think, like I don't a Jake Cutler. To me. Winner with he this feels team. like a Jake Cutler to me. I would agree. You know why? That's a he's got a great arm, strong arm. He makes stupid decisions all the time in throwing, but he also does things that are incredible half the t- another time. Like one time he'll like wow you, oh my gosh, what a throw, and then other times he'll like what are you doing? Which puts the Browns in a hard position. And he also wears the number six. <laughs> it works out. <laughs> They're also but both relatively mobile. That puts. That puts the Browns in a tough position because you can't upgrade from Baker Mayfield, really. Like, you could try, but you'd have to get an elite quarterback. Not right now, at least. What are you gonna, where are you going to do it? Exactly. And there's no quarterback in this draft that I think is going to be proof definitely better. This draft is so thin offensively. It's a little it's a bit better draft. than 2013's. It's, it's like 2013, but a little better. But where do you go with Baker Mayfield if you're the Cleveland Browns? Because you're not upgrading Baker Mayfield at this point, probably not even next year via the trade market or free agency. There's not a whole lot of quarterbacks you could go get that are a significant upgrade. It doesn't make sense to get a guy like a Russell Wilson who wanted out earlier or maybe an Aaron Rodgers. That Why would that not make sense to get Aaron Rodgers? I guess it, I guess it could make if sense he's to there, get Aaron Rodgers. If he's there. He makes the Browns a Super Bowl winner. Yes. With that defense. Well, as long as he's not talking about his good friend Joe Rogan. Um, sorry, that that never mind. Not gonna get into that. Uh well, I Aaron mean, Rodgers Josh, had a tough stretch. Good. <laughs> it's his own fault. Uh Josh Rosen's a free agent. It's pretty elite. Oh, that's an upgrade. It's pretty elite right there. He also free agent, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> that's an upgrade. Taysom Hill, Joe Flacco, Geno Smith. Uh Joe Logan, Flacco's starting. John Wolford, Philip Wa- PJ Wa- Philip Walker, PJ Walker. Josh, or I said Joshua, John Wolford, David Blau. Did you know David Blau's wife was like an Olympic, is an Olympic sprinter? Or I something? did not know that. This oh, really I cool. did because it I was, saw that video. That video was so wholesome. It made me so happy. It was also, over the summer where the, Steelers, the whole team was watching. How did the Steelers play? actually not win? So I can't tell you. Steelers are another team. That's going to be an interesting game this weekend. They They didn't beat the Lions. They tied the Lions. Yeah, that's tough. But they were missing a lot of players. Chase Claypool should be back this week. Uh, he's questionable going into the game, and they need Big Ben back. Mason Rudolph, wow, he is. I, I thought he, I thought Big Ben was an issue at quarterback, but that Steelers quarterback. It, talk about a team that needs a quarterback badly at some point, especially a younger guy. Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think Big Ben gets it done at this point in his career, and they don't have anybody in that quarterback room. Maybe Dwayne Haskins, who didn't start this week. For some reason. Well, because Mason Rudolph's been there. And Mason Rudolph did not look great. 16 mm. points against the Detroit Lions. Hey, the Lions are, like, bad, but they're not, like, the Yes, they're winless, but... They're 0-8-1! They're winless, but they should have a few more wins. That Ravens win, yes, Justin Tucker had a 66 yard field goal. That shouldn't have happened because they didn't call it away a game. The Vikings game. 19, there are games 17. that they should have won. Their next winnable game, and I think the only one left is Thanksgiving. Against the Bears. Them. Yeah, that team. The that, Bears. That, that team that Matt Nagy just. Bears will win that game. <sighs> Matt Nagy. Bears are going to win that game. There's so. zero doubt Have you ever seen the Family Guy scene where they're like in a zoo 
and it's on Thanksgiving, and somehow Brian falls into the pit with the Lions, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be in Thanksgiving losing a football game right now? Dang. That guy used to be so funny. American Dad's so much better, honestly. I don't watch either show. That's your own fault. More of a Bob's Burgers kind of guy. You don't like Bob's Burgers? Moving on. Simpsons, too. I'll uh, watch The Simpsons. Moving on. Um, never actually watched The Simpsons that much. Couldn't get into it, but it's a great show. I know it's a great show. It's just not my thing. Anyways, um, yeah. I, I think the Lions are actually a lot better than they should. I feel bad for Dan Campbell. I just want that man to cry happy tears. Let him be happy. Prediction for Thursday Night Football before we sign off here. Uh, Where is the game? It is in Atlanta. All right, Patriots win uh, 28-3 just because of humor. <laughs> no, kidding. 20, I, uh, 31-21, I guess. You think the Patriots are going to put up 31 points? Patriots are good. But you don't believe in Mac Jones. Atlanta Falcons. Never said I don't believe Mac Jones. You don't believe he's a Super Bowl winner? No, because he's a rookie. Rookies don't win Super Bowls. I've got the Patriots 24-17 today. I think 31-21 is a solid prediction. I think that's solid, too. I believe in Mac Jones. He's the best rookie. He's been the best rookie quarterback this year. He's in the best system because... It's Bill Belichick. But he's also been really good. Jacoby Myers, after having... Finally. One of some of the most receiving yards and receptions. Oh, I should check my fantasy lineup. Without Thanks getting into the end zone, finally had a touchdown last week. Thanks weekend. for the reminder for checking my fantasy football lineup. It's about time. Uh, oh, my. I have two bye weeks uh, in my lineup. Uh, let's move that quickly. Check your fantasy football lineups for the game today and check your lineups for the games this weekend. Uh, final predictions, Adam, Gee. before we go off here. Mizzou, Northern Illinois. Illinois Once again, North, you can catch that game later tonight. Northern Illinois KCLU. winning just because Northern Illinois. It's just, it's it's going to happen. I have zero predictions going into this game, but it it should be a fun one. Seven o'clock, KCOU eighty-eight point one FM. You can listen to that one live. Once again, this has been the Analytics Association on KCOU eighty-eight point one FM. Thank you for listening. I'm Jack McGrath, sitting across from Adam Rosen. We are on usually from Thursdays from four to five. Got moved a little bit because of that basketball game today. But usually Thursdays from 4 to 5 is when you can catch us. We'll be off next week for Thanksgiving. But the week after that, you can catch us coming back. Stuff full of turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and all that other. I will be in a food coma. Yeah. Uh, If if anyone at that three-and-a-half-pound Reese's peanut butter cup pie thing, I will be trying to find a way to get it from you. All right. That did look great. Look that up if you haven't seen that. Only made 3,000 of them. 3,000? How could you? Hershey's they only made 3,000? Hershey's, we are going to have some problems. I don't, care that, I, worth a lot I don't of care that I really need to lose weight, like that I, I don't want to. I would eat that. I don't care. That thing looks awesome. All right, now we got to sign off again because we just had a whole other conversation. I don't care. Whatever. Sign off. This has been the Go Analytics ahead. Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Thursdays from 4 to 5 usually is when you can catch us off next week for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back after that once again. Thank you for listening. This is KCOU 88.1 FM.